This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, The Gallows, Act 2. It probably has a tagline, but I can't be bothered to check. Being friends with friends is fun. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Brad. Yep. No. Or no Hotlanta. Stop using his government name. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have never been able to accept him as Hotlanta. He will always be Brett to me in my heart. Oh, that's touching. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also weird because I have started getting involved in mixed fermentations in my, in my from my home brewing, and there's a strain of yeast called Brettanomyces that everyone just calls Brett. And so I spent a lot of time talking about Brett. Weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. But, you know, that's that's the way things go. Actually, I'm drinking a beer right now that has sour Brett. Well, it says sour Brett triple, but it has Brett and is also sour. Brett does not mean it's sour. I cannot uh, confirm or deny that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just had to geek out a little bit. <laughs> you know, because I never do that on the podcast ever. That's never happened. Normally, we're very on topic. Oh, yes. Quite. Indeed. So, yes. Yeah, so, I suggested this movie because we watched The Gallows, and we need another found footage movie, and we couldn't figure out what we wanted to watch. And I thought, oh, look, there's a new one. There's a second one of The Gallows. And Chris liked The Gallows so much that I thought I would, you know, suggest a second, the second one. Yeah, but, it, uh, it was my. But, it's in my top four this month. Yep, <laughs> but we have a problem, Chris. Yeah, there might have been slight miscalculations. Yeah, the, I mean, it starts out as a found footage movie for the first like five minutes, and yeah. then I was watching it, and I was like, "Wait a second, this is just like a normal movie now." There's the word like we're just. It's not a found footage movie. I was like, huh, that's weird that you'd have a found footage movie and the sequel is not a found footage movie. How does that work? Well, they did recycle the body cam footage from the last movie. Oh, yeah, with the cops. They definitely recycled the cop body cam footage. So that was good. Recycled one of the actors from the movie, too, so that was good as well. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, huh. I guess, I guess we're we're already committed, so it's not like like we can just change. But I mean, I guess we should have gone with something more on the nose, like found footage. The movie, the movie called Found Footage. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the way to guarantee that you're going to have a found footage movie. <laughs> but I seriously can't think of a single found footage movie with a sequel where the sequel was not also a found footage movie until now. Cloverfield. Did Cloverfield actually have a sequel, or are you calling Super 8 the sequel? No, I'm calling the second Cloverfield the sequel, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that's not the sequel. (laughs) It just exists in the Cloverfield universe. 
Oh, like that Netflix movie, Cloverfield in Space? Yeah, Paradox or what a, the God Particle or whatever it's called. Yeah. Which I got 15 minutes into and had to go do something and just never went back to finish it because it wasn't that engaging. Though there was a person in the wiring of the ship, so that was fun. Always a plus. Yep. Got to put them somewhere. Yeah, I guess. But that has nothing to do with this movie at all yeah. in any way. <laughs> Speaking of not engaging, the movie. <laughs> I, uh, well, for you, maybe, Chris. <laughs> for you. Uh, so we start out with found footage of some, like, that 70s show party going on in a basement because they're all sitting around a table. Like, all the only thing they didn't do was just spin the camera around from person to person. And uh, some dude decides to start reading from a copy of The Gallows. Yeah. Oh, no, first first some guy makes a pencil move of its own, or and then without touching it, and they all freaked out until somehow they see he's got some kind of, uh, like, squeeze bulb device that, like, I don't know, it pushes air through a tube and somehow moves the pencil. Yeah, and he's got, like, 26 feet of goddamn tube on that thing. <laughs> I remember that distinctly. Like, that seems like a lot of tube. <laughs> That's why I got caught, Chris, because he had too much tubing. Yeah, and uh, he's like, hey, you want to... No, that was, a, that was also called, called the Charlie Challenge, because he's asked if they want to do the real Charlie Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they were saying it was some Mexican ghost named Charlie that moved the pencil. And someone made a joke about it, like, you mean Carlos? <laughs> yeah. So then they do the, uh, I guess, the American Charlie Challenge? It was the real Charlie Challenge. Yeah, where apparently you read from the gallows. You read the, uh, I guess, the last... Uh... I'm guessing something from Act 2, given the name of this movie. Yeah, so you, you read that, and then that makes the real Charlie show up. Or and he ghost flies at the camera. Yeah, because we need a jump scare. And then uh, everybody gets mad at um, the little brother at the top of the stairs, like ratting everybody out. Yeah, and they think that uh, the guy who suggested the Charlie challenge was this was all just another shitty prank he was pulling. Yeah. And, and he goes, some... it's one of the guys is outside. And he goes to apologize, I guess. Okay. So, yeah. So the, the guy who was reading from the gallows, his little brother is the one that opened up the door at the top of the stairs to the basement. And was like, tell basically like telling everyone to leave because they are making too much noise or whatever. And then he, and he like yells at his little brother, but then he goes up to apologize to him and the kid and he's outside on the swing like, not moving, but the same swing just keeps swinging at the same speed and same distance, even though the kid does not move at all, which is not how physics works. True. I got like, girl's got, like, his head kind of, like, slumped to the side or something. Yeah. And then he tries his to, leg, uh... His legs are tucked up underneath, though, so, like, that's weird. Yeah. And he tries to apologize, but then he ends up getting ghost hung in the chains. Well, 
I think he sees Charlie in the woods. Charlie's in the trees. And then he looks back and his little brother's hanging from the swing set, not on the swing. And then he tries to run away and the chains like Hellraiser hang him too. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. And then uh, we meet the, the the girl. Anna, A-U-N-A is how she spells her name, like, because that's a human name. I love a good human name. Uh, I don't know, I just want to call her, like, Aurora or something. That's fine. <laughs> just because like, if you're a certain name with A-U, it should be, like, Aurora. And her last name is, like, like Rue. Did she call her followers Rufies? I or don't Rufies. remember. I, I I just assumed, I assumed she called her followers Rufies because I thought that was kind of funny. Well, I assume if she's Aurora, then she calls them the Borealis. There you go. So uh, she's got a marginal following on the YouTube. I mean, it might be bigger than our following, but... <laughs> yeah. Just saying... Well, yeah, that means I know all about what a marginal following is. Yeah, yeah, we've got first-hand experience. Yeah. And she's uh, she's packing up to move in with her sister to go to prestigious acting high school. Right. And she's very excited. Yep. Because she is going to be a great actress. She's going to be an actor. Yeah. A master thespian. Yes. She's going to dabble in thespianism. So she's uh, moving in, but her sister has some big uh, nondescript fashion thing happening. Yeah, and which means she's got lots of mannequins everywhere. Not dress forms, but mannequins. Yeah. And, and also there is a weird gargoyle statue in her living room. Yeah, the big pink gargoyle what chases away the bad things. Yeah, and then Aurora laughs, and her sister's like, just looks at her like, why are you laughing? I don't understand. Yeah, don't you have a pink gargoyle? Yeah, don't you have something to keep the evil spirits away? So, But basically they say that Sister is going to be in her work shed. Yeah, or something. The whole time, and like basically will be sleeping there, so she'll have kind of run of the house, and then shows her to her bedroom, where Aurora puts up some movie poster that is going to be mildly relative to the movie. Yeah, kind of. Some some fictional the princess movie, I think. I don't 100%. Like space princess movie, I think. Yeah, it's weird. I don't 100% know what that movie is. I Although they are nice enough later to show us like a clip from that movie, which makes it obvious that they spent... Tens of dollars making that clip for that movie because <laughs> it's it's real. If you thought this movie was low budget, the movie in the movie is like sub Corman low budget. Yeah, and it actually makes it more confusing as to what the hell that movie could possibly be about and why she's so obsessed with it. Yeah, but she uh she heads to prestigious high school. 
Yep. And geeks out over the uh, awards, like the trophy cabinet, which is all like acting trophies and like people who went from Prescott or whatever the name of the fucking of this place was to Broadway and things like that. A little plaque of that with people's names on it and stuff. She's all excited. I do like the idea of acting trophies. Yeah. Congratulations. You are good at acting. <laughs> you win at acting. I don't know. In high school, where they had like speech competitions where people like would like read monologues or or deliver monologues and stuff, which I guess was kind of acting. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't either, but I just knew it existed. So she uh, she goes to her very first acting class, and she wants to show she's got the chops. And they're all practicing for their their big monologue because the acting teacher is uh, good at, got a got an in with some guy from New York. Who basically the scout is going to be in the bleachers. Yeah, so they have to get their monologues ready for the big game. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of just a known fact that if this dude likes you, then you get to go to the. New York fancy art college or whatever. Yeah, NYU. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, later on he says NYU, but like, can we talk about how incredibly white the acting teacher is? And I just don't mean his skin. I mean like his hair, his eyebrows, his personality, like. I actually looked to see if his eyes were pink because I thought he might be an albino. But no, he's not. He's just the whitest non-albino dude alive, apparently. Yeah. And uh, so Aurora goes up to perform her monologue, which is from Space Princess Opera thing. Yeah, and that's when she starts flashing back, like... Things people say remind them of things her like bad, like degrading and demotivational things people said to her and her family and stuff like that. And she kind of starts to trail off and she does not deliver a good monologue. Yeah. And the teacher's and, like, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Professor yeah. White is saying, well, maybe I feel like maybe you should, uh, try to find some new material because I don't feel like you're really connecting with this material. And in the, in the watching her bomb horribly, Chet the Bropedo is, uh, is watching from the wings, checking her out. Yeah. And, uh, so we jump forward a little bit. Now it's lunchtime. Everybody's out at doing lunch stuff. Yep. And, uh, Chet, is that what we're calling him? Chet the Bro-Pedo. He's uh, hanging out with his buddies, and they're all, like, uh, giving him a hard time because he broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, and let he... Yeah, and he Go. looks over at, uh, at Aurora, and she, and, but she's too busy looking at, like, some nerdlinger guy getting picked on because he's still a virgin, and they're making fun of him, and she decides to go over there and be like, oh, hey, nerdlinger, 
we're we're still on for eight o'clock tonight, right? Yeah, I should just I should just swing by your house, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, sure, person I've never met before. You should totally swing by my house at eight o'clock so that we can have the sex. Yeah, I will sex all over you. Yeah, I've sex. I've laid lots of times. <laughs> I'm good at sexing. <laughs> And apparently that all goes off without a hitch, and the bullies are like, well, I mean. Apparently he can score some ass. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh, Chet the Propedo is watching, and he's like, oh, huh. she seems like she's actually a nice person. Yeah. So he introduces himself. He's like, hey, uh, maybe we could, we could chat it up sometime. And she's like, Puh, if you're lucky, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really good, because I'm sure he doesn't get told, yeah, I guess you'll see me again, if you're lucky, very often. Yeah. And she uh, she heads home, and she sees uh, she sees on, on the YouTube that the Charlie Challenge is really blowing up. So she's, she hops on the Charlie Challenge bandwagon. Well, doesn't someone message her... Uh. Uh, named, someone named Almost Famous 99 like message her point her towards the Charlie Challenge yeah maybe I don't recall oh no no points her oh no so what points her towards the gallows for material and so she asked the librarian if they have a stage play called the gallows and the librarian says I don't think so but you can go look in this section doesn't consult a computer or a card catalog or anything like that apparently just the entire inventory of the library is contained in this lady's head. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she sends Aurora off to the stacks to find uh, the play, which she finds and looks at her phone and it's like 3.15. And then she opens up the gallows and reads like half a page. And then she checks her phone again. It's like 4.15 and she's got like 6,000 messages from her sister who's trying to pick her up. So, cause so we all, I think what I, what I learned from this thing was that she's a very, very slow reader. Yeah. It takes all of her concentration. Yeah. I mean, it takes her like 50 or an hour to read half a page of dialogue. So I, I mean, I'm hoping like she's requested like extra time for tests and such. Yeah. This, since this is a new school, like she might need some accommodations. But she, uh, she takes the gallows home with her. And then, I don't know, she figures out the Charlie Challenge thing somehow or another. I don't actually remember. Yeah, I don't remember. So she starts reading from it. I think she wants to, I think she tries, tries to do a dramatic reading for her her roofies. And, and then, like, she's like, okay. Uh, and then, uh, and doesn't see anything happen. And so she, like, Posts the uploads it and then instantly she starts to get people like, How'd you get that table to move? And she's like, What? And she goes and rewatches the the footage and the a side table like slides across the floor. I don't remember that happening because I was actually watching the background while she was reading. I don't remember seeing that happen during the reading. And I didn't feel like rewinding to find out if it actually did. Fair enough. Did you notice that move the first time first, Chris? No. Okay. No, she just so, read for like ten seconds. Yeah. So, listeners, if you if you decide to watch this movie, let us know if the side table moves 
in the original reading or if it's only in the recording that it moves. Because I kind of think that might be what they did. So she uh, she's back at school. Her uh, her suitor, Chet. Chet comes up, starts talking to her, and he's like, hey, must be my lucky day because you're talking to me again. Let's go have ice cream. Yes. Because it's 1957. Because, I was going to say, because it's the 1950s. They're going to go to a sock hop. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna get served by a soda jerk. She'll wear his Letterman jacket home. Yeah, they'll they'll go steady. They'll they'll have maybe, some heavy petting and or necking. Maybe he'll maybe he'll pin her. <laughs> I'm all out of things I remember from Bye Bye Birdie, and or Grease. <laughs> yeah, uh, Grease. I've never seen Bye Bye Birdie, but you know, Grease. Uh, Peggy Sue got married. Uh, that kind of thing, yeah. So uh, they're hanging out at the ice cream parlor, and uh, the ice cream man comes up and spills the beans that Chet's parents are famous actor. Yeah. Like from Curtin Goldie. Yeah, you know, from such things as never mentioned on on screen. Yes. I believe they say they were in Broadway, though. Like, they were in the theater. The theater. So. And, uh... So, Chet takes her uh, home, meets up. They're, uh... Strangely, uh... Excited to meet her. Yeah. And Still the beans. Own, like, tries not to gush all over them, because she's meeting, like, two famous actors. Yeah, it turns out that old Chet was in some show when he was younger for two seasons. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't really like it. So I can, I told them I wasn't going to do it anymore. And she's like, you like were in acting and stopped, and I want to get in acting. It's like, we're like exact opposites, opposites attract. Yeah, and then my brain forced me to listen to... Uh, a third of uh, a Paul Abdul song. Really? Yeah. I can't help it. Anytime I hear the okay. phrase opposite to track, I just think of <laughs> MC Scat Cat. Oh, uh, see, I did not hear that until like my 30s. Mm. So somehow I missed that whole MC Scat Cat thing. Well, I would recommend uh, looking up MC Scat Cat's solo album. <laughs> I'll see if it's on Amazon Prime, Amazon Music, so I can stream it. It's a... It's a weird nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I do remember the Scat Man. Yeah. It, no, no, this is this is definitely uh, a hip hop record. Oh, okay. So yeah, there you go. There's something to put out there for everyone. Yeah. Hey, listeners, tell us your thoughts on MC Scat Cat. I already know him, but tell us anyway. <laughs> And just make sure you always say the words opposites attract whenever you meet Chris so that his brain will play Paul Abdul for him yeah. all the time. Ah. It's a condition. Yep. Like if people say straight up, you don't like get any like Paul Abdul flashbacks? No, I just go ow, ow, ow. <laughs> it's a lot faster. Uh, anyway, so 
they meet and he drives her home and uh, yeah and she, the, she does another Charlie challenge cuz like her first Charlie challenge like she was in like the 90 like the 90s of followers and then after her first Charlie challenge she like her video had like hundreds of thousands of views yeah so she does another one and uh she I forget like the closet, there's something in the closet with this, something about the closet for this one, I think. Yeah, and it fucks her hand up. Oh, she goes looking in the closet, and the closet door like slams down on her fingers. Yeah, closed on her fingers. So then she has to go looking uh, for first aid supplies under the sink or whatever, and then they they shoot out from like from under the sink over her shoulders to the back rest of the room where there's just a bunch of mannequins there. So you spend the whole scene like wondering which mannequin's going to move and try to kill her because to, uh, to, uh, to reference one of my friends, his, he was going to show his child the, well, I mean, I think at the time his child was like 11 or 10 was going to show him the first episode of the new doctor who, and he was just kind of like messing with the kid. He's like, oh, like, are you afraid of dinosaurs? And the kid's like, no. And he's like, are you afraid of spiders? And the kid's like, no. He's like, are you afraid of mannequins? And the kid's like, no. And so he shows them that it's got the autons in it, which are like the like the, the mannequins that move. And as soon as the mannequins started moving, the kid's like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And he's like, I thought you said you're okay with mannequins. He's like, you didn't say they'd be creepy mannequins. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> So, yeah, so there's just creepy mannequins all over this movie and but none of them move in this one in this scene which is comforting, I guess. Yeah, especially to that kid. Yeah. I should oh, I should make my I should have my friend Matt make his kid watch this movie. That's good. I mean, he loves his children, but he then tends to go like troll dad occasionally on them, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta go troll dad every once in a while. Yeah, you just never go full troll dad. That's true. So uh, what's going on in the movie? I don't know something. Uh, so she'd hurt her hand, or the hand got slammed in the in the door of her closet, and then uh, they. Uh, oh, and then she goes to school the next day, and she like decides to do another monologue. And, like, I mean, just basically, like, nails it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. And of course, it's from the gallows. And she kind of, like, has a, like, I don't know, like, her out-of-body experience. Like, she's like, wait, what? like, she finishes and she's like, oh, wait, what just happened, you know? Yeah. She's, she doesn't remember, like, delivering all of the monologue, but she apparently was amazing and... Professor White is like, just, just do that, do that again when the when the scout comes because that that is what you need. That's what'll do it, right there. And um, she starts yeah. having uh, weird weird things happen. Yeah, well, I think she's in the library and almost famous ninety nine. Says, hey, I loved you. you know, pops in, says, I love your Charlie challenges. 
you should check out this this site if you want more followers. Yeah. Like check check out this site. It's got like it's like it's, it's a bunch of Charlie fans and you know, it's a site so they, they it's got like the backstory from the first movie about Charlie being killed. Uh it's got the clip that we saw at the beginning with the the guy reading the in the basement. Uh, that kind of thing. And she's just like, oh, okay, this looks cool. And then and she goes home. Or is this the party? Well, at some point, I don't, I don't well, remember. Did she... is there's no, there's no book because this movie was released in theaters literally a month ago. Yeah. So we have, we don't have a book to consult, unfortunately. So Brett would probably be yelling about reading the book right now. Well, at some point, she's she's watching another person who's done the Charlie Challenge, and they're saying how things have started going weird. Like, uh, they're not sleeping right. It's got like a thing on the side of her neck. Yeah, things are going bad. Creepy shit, man, all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up at going to a party with Chet the Bropedo. Yeah. And they end up going to, I think it's at his house. It's at somebody's house. Somebody's, oh. Maybe it's his friend's house. His, his, his generic white guy friend, Chad. Um, yeah, they go up to the, to the, uh, the tree house that he helped Chad build. And they're like, start kissing and, Whatever, yeah. You know, whatever teenagers do at parties, you know, we don't know these things because we have a podcast. We didn't go to a whole lot of parties as teenagers, and uh, and then like the like the floor of the treehouse opens up and Chet falls through and gets hung, hanged, whatever the word is for that. I was, I really don't understand when to use hung and hanged. It's very it's terrible. It's, it's hanged, I'm pretty sure. I I it is probably. But I still I don't know, hung always sounds right to me. It's like when people when someone pleaded innocent, I was like, didn't they pled? They pled innocent. No, no, they pleaded. I'm like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It, I it's my I think it's I think it's a Midwestern brain thing. Like my Midwestern thing. I don't know. But anyway. He gets hanged, and then she, like, snaps, too, and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, what? He's like, well, you stopped breathing. And, like, we were making out, then you just stopped breathing. <laughs> and he's she's confused, because as far as she knew, he has the one who stopped breathing because he was hanged. Yeah. And she demands to be taken home. Because she's a little freaked out. I can understand that, I guess. Yeah. And uh, when she gets home, her sister is kind of mad at her because I guess her mom saw her Charlie Challenge videos and she doesn't yeah. approve. Yeah, mom's like, I don't know, like your sister's getting into some weird shit. Like, I don't know what she's doing. And I know she wants to be famous and all, but doing weird YouTube videos doesn't seem like a smart move. Which just tells me that her mom's an idiot because I think making weird YouTube videos is how all YouTubers make money. Yeah, gotta get them views, I, man. I, I've been tempted to make reaction videos to reaction videos of reaction videos. 
That's pretty meta. That's, that's yeah. That's that's my my next uh, big plan. So keep an eye out for that. Troy reacts to reactors' reactions. Yeah, and they make a separate series where you react to your reacting to reactions of other reactions. I think so. Eventually, I'll just call it chain reaction. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It'd probably go well. Yeah, I'll be famous. I'll be the next Logan Paul or whatever his name is. Maybe you Shane. can get the record for most reaction levels deep. Yeah, reactionception. It would be 26 windows that keep getting smaller and smaller in the corner <laughs> as you react to various reactions. And if I had the same reaction every time, it's just a weird cascade of like me, me doing the same movement all the way through all of them. Uh, I can't even tell what's happening. I'm listening to 18 different things all at the same exact time. This is this is just noise. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so her sister goes to talk to her and gives her a, a lovely pep talk about how that how do you think you're going to make it in this business like there's tens of thousands of people trying to do this and almost all of them have more talent than you do. (laughs) So, you know, way to be supportful there, sister. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that seems like a real dick move considering you let her move into your house and she could go to prestigious school. Also supportful is probably not a word. (laughs) Fair enough. I've just lost the capability to understand English, I guess, or to speak English. Yeah, I'm having a bad day, Chris. So uh, she goes off in a huff. Uh, spooky things happen to sister. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and we forgot to mention that after the very first Charlie challenge that Aurora did, uh, Goliath the gargoyle just disappeared from the house. Da da da. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got rid of the gargoyle. Her sister's like, no. And then it's never spoken of again. Like yeah. Her sister doesn't say, hey, did you take my gargoyle? Did, what happened to my gargoyle? There's nothing ever again. Just, oh, gargoyle's gone. Yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. So, um, and, Oh, and uh, Aurora... Is kind of freaked out by everything going on and decides to go back to her uh, space opera princess monologue and starts to deliver that. And then when she's done, everyone's like, that was great. That was just as good as last time. And she's like, what? And apparently she had delivered the gallows monologue again. Yeah. Because uh, Professor White was like, hey, look, we all get the jitters, man. It's all right. Just just stick with it. Just That's, do what you did last time. It'll be fine. Yeah. So she's kind of freaking out. Uh, at some point, Sister's dog gets hung. Yeah. And outside. Then, yeah, and Sister hurts her hand. I think, and then goes to to do the uh, the first aid underneath the sink again, and we get that same shot. Only this time, one of the mannequins moves and proceeds to uh, murderly urdler her. 
Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, it chokes her with one of her uh, measuring tapes. Tapes, yeah. And but. then everybody is very sad. And uh, old uh, Aurora is like, oh, I'm gonna... She she has a recording that her sister sent her because she does her, her big monologue and she gets the... Uh, she gets a full ride to NYU. Yeah. Thinks that... Guy, thinks the guy gets yeah. hung. Hanged. Whatever. Exactly. See, it's hard. It is. It's hard. So what happens is you smash like two or three different languages together and try to make a coherent language out of them. They have different grammatical structures. And, uh, yeah, and, um, oh, but at some point she's in the library and she's watching videos and realizes that she's watching a live video of the girl who did the Charlie challenge and had the weird thing on her neck and that that girl's going to hang herself and she's like trying to call someone because there's going to be a suicide and she's freaking out and she's freaking out the people in the library, but the girl ends up hanging herself, right? Uh, well, she's going to hang herself, and then she gets talked down because of the instant message. But then the hang the hangman shows up behind her, and then jump stares oh, yeah. the camera. Yeah. And so, so now uh, sister's dead. Left a touching voicemail about how she was real sorry for that crack about she's a talentless hack and should give up on her dreams. That was a little uncalled for. Yeah, you think? She should, uh, she's real good at what she does. Do the thing. Yeah. Follow your dreams or whatever. That's that's the most positive I've ever heard Chris sound, listeners. I'd just like to, to comment on that. Yep. Every positive affirmation is generally ended with the phrase, or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, so, at this point, we're getting towards the end of the movie. Um, she gets, like, a message from almost 99 saying that they've... Oh, she gets pointed towards these things called the Perfect Charlie Challenge, which is a picture of, like, someone, like, hanging themselves... Yeah. And then almost 99 sends there a picture uh, saying that they've built a gallows for her so she can perform her own perfect Charlie's challenge. Yeah. And and uh, just when things seem darkest, old Chet calls her up. And he's like, man, I'm real sorry about all this, but I think I, I've been doing some research about this Charlie challenge thing. And I think I figured out how to fix all this. We got to go talk to the the girl from the first movie. Pfeiffer! Drama queen. Who has now been institutionalized. So they're going to... Crazy murderer. Yeah. So they're going to head to the local mental institution. And so, Chris, could you please describe the Mission Impossible scene where they uh, 
put on multiple disguises and hack the security system and work and manage to like socially engineer their way into the uh, the asylum to that girl's room. Oh yeah. Okay, so they pull up out front and very well planned. Walk directly to a mental institution with no one stopping them, make it all the way to the patient room to start looking around. Yep. And then the guy's like, and then uh, Janitor's like, or not Janitor, Orderly is like, hey, what are you guys doing there? And they're like, oh, there was no one at the front desk, so we decided to like wander around until we can find the person we're looking for. And they're like, oh, well, who are you looking for? Like, oh, fight for Drama Queen. It's like, oh, she's right here. And then just wanders off, muttering to himself about how there's never anyone at the front desk. Yeah, we are we are her legitimate blood relations. Yeah. Yes, that will do nicely. Yes, HIPAA be damned. So they uh they go into uh, Pfeiffer's room, which of course has got scrawlings of uh, lunacy all over it. Well, yeah, I mean, how else are you gonna decorate your mental institution cell, Chris? I mean, they wouldn't let me have shoelaces. I don't know how the hell she managed to carve all that shit into the walls, but. I think she just, like, licks the stone, it licks the walls until they change color. Like that Willy Wonka wallpaper? Yes. Snozberries. She was licking a lot of snozberries. So, uh, Pfeiffer gives them, uh, the, the lowdown, where the only reason Charlie stopped the last time was because of the willing sacrifice that uh oh what's his head made in the first movie Kyle really yeah Kyle. yeah Kyle? really and it was only because Kyle gave it gave up his life willingly that Charlie was satiated and then uh you know she freaks out and goes boogity boo at him yeah but hey good for her on getting another job out of it yeah she did, she did crazy pretty well yeah. So they uh they head back to the car and are abducted. Yes. Someone and throws like black bag. They get black bagged. Yeah. So they uh they take them out into the woods and they end up on the gallows that you got the picture of earlier. Mhm. And uh there's uh the hangman guys there and he's like, "Yeah, you got to you gotta be a sacrifice. One of you's gotta be a willing sacrifice. And old uh, Chet's like, eh, I'll do it. I totally love you, girl I've known for like a month, so it's cool. Yeah, but when you're in high school, like, that feels like you're truly, madly, deeply in love with them. Well, I mean, I was never faced with the Twin Gallows question, so I guess I don't know how I would have responded. I would imagine it would be, I don't want to fucking die like this. Probably. But Probably. Maybe I just don't know what true love is. Maybe. Chris wants to know what love is. He wants you to show him. Nah. I'd, I'd rather nobody did that. <laughs> that sounds like an <laughs> invitation why- for something bad. This is why you're really lucky that Brett's not there today, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine what he would have done right then. Probably so, uh, across the couch. He probably would. 
<laughs> but uh, so anyway, they pull the lever on Chet the Bropedo and he drops and hangs. Yeah. And then she's like, no, hang me instead. About Which... 45 to 90 seconds too late. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, seems like you missed your window there, sister. But but they do decide to hang her anyway, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, the hangman's like, eh, I mean, while we're here, I got this gallo, I got, got y'all new stuff. Man, what the hell. Yeah. Let her rip. Grip it and rip it. Yeah. And then she remembers she likes that movie again for some reason. I don't know. Thematic relevance, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, then uh, out of the woods... While she's hanging there choking... Yeah. A bunch of people come... incorrectly. Yeah. A bunch of people come out of the woods, and they're all dressed up like hangmans, too. And then everybody takes off their hoods, and we, we are revealed... It's basically everybody in the movie who is still alive, aside from uh, Aurora's parents... Yeah. And this was all part of the cunning ruse to videotape a murder? Elaborate, yeah, an elaborate plan to get her to willingly sacrifice herself on the gallows. Um, Oh, and it's real that Chet the Bropedo was wearing like a safety harness, so he didn't actually hang. He was just being suspended by his safety harness. Yeah. And... Yeah, so his parents are there, uh, Nerdlinger is there, the girl who was going to hang herself on the video was there, and I guess there's some kind of weird Charlie cult. And yeah. They're trying to get him, they're trying to give him the willing sacrifice that he wanted. Yeah, and Chet reveals himself to be almost famous 99. Yep. And that he did it. He made the perfect Charlie challenge. Woohoo! And his video would be quickly taken down, and criminal charges would be filed. But you know, they they did gaslight and kill a girl, so kudos, so, I guess. So the end. And that's that's the gallows act two. Yes. So Chris, what did you think of this movie? I didn't care for it. That's uh, probably not super surprising. It it's just kind of meh. It's it's technically fine. Like a, it looks like a movie. People talk like they're in a movie. The effects are movie quality. There's 30-year-olds playing 18-year-olds. Yeah, you know, your usual movie stuff. I... It just... It relies way too much on... Just the idea of tension that just was never there for me. They want you to be on pins and needles looking at the backgrounds and waiting for something to happen and... Ah, I just didn't... It didn't get me up front, so all of their trying was not for much of anything. I don't really understand the cult. I don't really get what their end game is, aside from killing a girl. It's and it's not 
you don't see the reveal and go, oh, that makes perfect sense. You see the reveal and go, wait, what? I mean, that's, but but why? But why did you do that? I, I don't, what, what did you get out of this? Nobody seems to get anything out of this except for she got dead. I don't know. It's, it's, it's middling. I don't know. I don't even have a strong enough opinion of it to be upset about it. I don't even know what to say. Skip it. Chris gives it five yawns out of ten. I stayed awake the whole time. And I watched it at normal speed, so I don't know. <laughs> that says something, I guess. But yeah, I, I give this one a no thank you. Mr. Troy? Well, oh, I said yawn, and then I had to yawn. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I Granted, I watched it at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night with the lights off and kind of put myself in the mood for a good horror movie and and uh, watched it and spent a lot of time like just savoring the dread and the tension that I felt they were building. Uh, I mean, there's some ridiculous parts like the whole just walking into a mental institution and going where the hell you want to and finding the person you want right there. Uh, that of course was a little weird, uh, but overall I really enjoyed it. Um, the, uh, yeah, the Charlie cult, I mean, I'm always happy to provide my own explanation. Like maybe Charlie gives some kind of like, you know, if you, if you can manage to get someone to willingly sacrifice themselves to Charlie, maybe he grants you like wealth and power or whatever, you know, like kind of standard, like Faustian bargain, only you get to like, screw someone else over instead of yourself kind of thing. So I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, the whole like weird space opera princess movie didn't really make a lot of sense there, but I, overall I still really enjoyed it. Uh, I had the choice between renting it or buying it and renting it was like, buying it was like $3 more than renting it. So I just went ahead and bought it sight unseen and I'm not unhappy that I did. So there's that. Uh, I think I kind of really enjoy low budget Blumhouse movies, maybe more than the higher budget ones, honestly. Uh, so I think this, this is a good spot for me. Uh, the creepy man, creepy mannequins are good. Uh, just weird, like out of body, experiences are good. I don't know, out of body, but weird, like, oh, what did I just do? Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of the Magnus Archive, uh, there's some good Stranger and Spiral material in here, uh, both of which are two of my favorite entities for the Magnus Archives. So uh, I was I was pretty down with it. Just, you know, just not a six-foot drop down with it. But, oh, Chris, can we get into the fact that, like, when you hang someone... Your intention is not to choke them to death, but to snap their neck. Yeah, somebody might want to tell them that. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. But you also don't want to don't want to drop them too hard so that like their head pops off because no one wants that. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a perfect Charlie challenge. So I mean, 
And next so time, Chris, uh, we're watching next week. We're watching. You might be the killer, as recommended by Johnny. You know, Mr. Green's friend. Yeah, Johnny. We Good old know Johnny. Johnny. Johnny's we a like solid to say, bro. Hello, Johnny. So Troy, what if other people who are friends yes, with people would want to recommend a movie? Well, I mean, they could reach out to us on Facebook because we were a slaughterhouse princess there. They could message our Twitter at slaughter prince, which is slaughter princess with no vowels in princess because Chris doesn't know how to make Twitter handles. They could email us at slaughterhouse princess podcast at gmail.com. We are uh, responsive there. Uh, if they want to find out more information about us, they can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com where we have links to things like our store and our discord and our Patreon. And I mean, you're listening to us now, but unless someone just sent you like an MP3, you're probably listening to, you probably know where to find us on pod aggregate podcast listening apps. But if you don't uh, go to iTunes, you can find us there or whatever they call Apple Podcasts, where the fuck Apple's branded it as now. Uh, you can go to Google Music, uh, or you can go to Stitcher. We're on Podbean, because we're hosted on Podbean, so if you have the Podbean app, you can find us there. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think we have like some YouTubes uploaded. I know we have our 100th episode on there. Yes. Our Night of Night of the Living Dead episode. I think uh, someone's uploaded a couple more episodes, the audio with just a static image on it, if you want to listen to us on YouTube for some reason. But other than that, just go sarasprincess.com because Chris has worked a lot, very hard on that website and validate his effort, people. Yeah. We'll come back next time for I forget already. You may be the killer. Yeah, do that. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Okay, so apparently this this portion of the movie is haunted. Yeah, haunted movie. <laughs> podcast yeah yep can't talk about the part of the movie or else your podcast freezes and dies <laughs>